Hey, welcome to an episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. This is our podcast of civilized people, both left and right, talking about politics in a civilized and an educated, objective, sometimes objective. <laughs> <laughs> to the extent uh, we can be. Yeah, manner. And uh, so that's Ryan Cragen uh, representing the liberal side and I, Tommy Triplett, representing the conservative side. Are we doing the same thing Josh and I used to do? Is your shirt kind of blue it's and mine's blue. Is it, yeah. red? Yeah, like we're just throwing like, people off. Yeah. Turns out Tommy's the actually the, the progressive <laughs> and I'm the conservative. We've just been playing this on everybody the whole time. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we yeah. really should coordinate and like I know. put like conservative <laughs> on our forehead or something. Well, I think I'm people the should be able to figure it out. Yes. Tom's the conservative. I'm the progressive. Yeah. Um, and we've been away. Uh, and it's not Tom's fault. It's it's all me. I'm taking all the blame. I'm not saying I'm a victim. I'm just taking responsibility. My, my brother Josh would be so proud of me. Uh, I've just been really busy. So I haven't had time to do it. Um, Globe trotting. Well, there was some of that. I did go... I, it, it's not that Tom and I haven't been together since uh, our last podcast. We actually did a really fun hike out in Utah. I was out there for a week um, for a conference and snuck in a hike day. So that was fun. But yeah, Tom's always got stuff going on. Tom, you've been on like a million hikes since we last did our podcast. Did yeah. you go everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, our sponsor, Lux Bidets. If you are into bidet, so just to be clear, a bidet is a thing you put on your toilet or that you can put onto your toilet or you can buy the whole unit as a bidet and it's like a toilet, but it sprays water at your butt after you've gone to the bathroom to wash it off. Uh, civilized kind of piece of uh, equipment um, than other than as opposed to the barbaric toilet paper wiping, <laughs> smearing everything around underneath. Uh, both Ryan and I are big fans. Huge fans. Such huge fans. Um, I mean, it just feels right. Doesn't it? Doesn't it just feel right? It's the right thing to do, right? Like we're taking the moral high road on this one, Tom. Can we both just agree? Like this is the moral thing to do. It's correct. (laughs) There's certain things I've come around to. One of them is the metric system. I think it is better. And uh, the the bidet, yes, I think um, I'm totally on board with that. It's yeah. it's right. See, we've already got agreement. Look at that. We're done. This is yeah. the, the whole show today. Uh, metric system and bidets. It's all we needed, right? Once we can agree on that, everything else is just kind of a walk in the park. We got some fun stuff today. We, we're talking about trigger warnings, and we're also talking about the military industrial complex. So um, it's going to be fun, and, uh, and I'm sure we're going to run the gambit on a few other things. But um, uh, we're going to talk about trigger warnings first. And um, Ryan, I don't know if you want to just uh, introduce it. Sure. Uh, trigger warning. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Tom, what do you know about trigger warnings, right? So this is always a, it's a fun question. Has this actually come up like in your area of the world? Because obviously I'm in, in higher education, right? And this is, this was a topic, like a really big topic for several years, um, which is basically just very quick, right? What a trigger warning is supposed to be is if you're going to cover some content, show something, talk about something, read something, et cetera, that might be upsetting to somebody for whatever reason, 
then you could give what's called a trigger warning just saying, hey, this might trigger you and then pause and give people a chance to respond. So that's the general idea of what it is. It came up a lot in higher education. I never adopted it, but we'll come back to that. Tom, did this ever come up for you in any context? I don't know if I've ever even seen a trigger warning. The I have heard rumors that there were trigger warnings added to media, such as like, um, I was going to say the sound of music. No, it's the, the civil war one, the famous civil war one. Oh, I, Scarlet, I don't give it. Yeah. Down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's terrible. that I don't remember it. it well, I there was a trigger war added to that. Yes, and, and other so. shows like this that, you know, cause they were talking, cause they talk about slavery and things and that. Um, I never, I've <clears throat> never, never, I've never seen one and been presented with one. Gone with the wind. Gone, Gone with, with the wind. wind. Yes. Sorry. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. You've never that. seen no. one. Like no one's ever said, "Hey, trigger warning in yeah, your I presence." Mean, no. No. I mean, I mean, unless no, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard that, and I at least <laughs> not in, in seriousness. And I've never like been presented with media that had one. Interesting. Okay, yeah. but but you've clearly heard about them. So, in yeah. what context did you hear about trigger warnings? And then we'll get well, to the recent study and why we're talking about this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, so right, I I, listen, I watch conservative news, so it's mainly people poking fun that they added mm-hmm. a trigger warning to like Gone with the Wind or something like that. That you know people can't handle the truth of you know the reality of this and that, so we had to put a trigger warning on it. Um, I think Bill Meyer, Bill Maher, talked Bill about Maher. it a, a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. Has brought it up and kind of in a mocking way that added trigger warnings to certain things. Gotcha. So that's really that's really all I've heard it in. So you knew about it because people made fun of it, but you'd right. never been in a context where it's like, hey, possible trigger warning. Yes. Um, yeah. So there was, at least in higher education for a while, a bit of pressure to add trigger warnings if you were ever showing something in class or talking about something that might be controversial or something like that. Um, and I do. I, I show a number of movies. Um, they're all nonfiction, right? These are like documentaries that I show in my introduction to sociology class, my social religion class, a variety of different classes. And some of them, uh, one, I mean, it's a very clear depiction of suicide, right? Um, Not that they show the actual suicide, but it's all about this person's journey. It's complicated in the end, he commits suicide. And I've never done the trigger warnings. I was never fully convinced that they were actually a good thing. Mm. Um, so, so there was pressure to do it. I was like, I don't understand why we would do this. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, and at some level, I'm just kind of a, a radical empiricist. So I want data, right? So I, I needed somebody to show me if you do this, students will have a better outcome. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, it just seemed like a fad. It was just a fad to me. So I never did it, but I know people who did. And then just recently, and I actually saw a pre-release version of this paper almost a year ago, but the actual paper came out. So a paper came out doing kind of a review of studies on trigger warnings. And what did it find, Tom? Do you remember? They're not effective. (laughs) In fact, probably have the opposite effect, right? Exactly. By, By telling people, hey, trigger warning, the following content might be upset. People are more likely to want to watch it and it's more likely to agitate them and get them upset. So they're actually doing the exact opposite of what they were supposed to do. There's no real evidence that they do anything beneficial for anybody. Do you, 
Well, like, were you on board with the premise of it? Or were you like, no, I don't think this is going to be effective? The the only context in which I could see it being, like, possibly, like, back then, right? So before, like, the data clearly came out that it's like, no, don't do this. This is stupid. But way back then, when it first came out and people were talking about this, I was like, okay, if you're going to show a movie in a class that's got like 60 women in it, which is not my class, right? My class have about 30 students, but, um, and there's like a graphic depiction of rape or sexual assault. There's like a better than 50% chance that one of the women in your class is going to have experienced this. And that could legitimately trigger a PTSD attack, right? So, so it was like in that context, I was like, mm, like I would never do that, but like I could see doing something like that. Or if you've got a class filled with like people who were in the military and were in active duty and you're showing like a violent war film, right? There's a very real possibility that somebody in there has PTSD and like this could again trigger an attack. So, so those were like the two extreme contexts where I was like, maybe that makes sense. But in my classroom, particularly given the context that, you know, in which I was showing things. So there's always a lot of context. We're explaining things and I'm not doing anything like that. It didn't ever make sense to me. Right. So what's interesting is when I read this, this is um, it's long been known that if you put a warning and this kind of, I guess maybe is, is the, in the same vein as the trigger warning that the, that the content is disturbing for audiences is what news right. media does mm-hmm. a lot. Right. Yeah. It, that, that actually boosts ratings. Right. And so they actually <laughs> like to put that warning ahead because it's like, Hey, exciting, crazy stuff that's going to happen. Right. This is real footage from some, some thing, right. This battlefield or this thing, this thing happened in the city. And it actually is like, Hey, this is really good stuff. You're going to want to watch. Right. And so (laughs) it's um, so like it, and it sounds like it's almost exactly the same. It's like it almost boosts viewership and gets people excited. And, uh, and so it, and they almost seem kind of the same, right? Like this could Very be, similar. this yeah. could bother you. And so, <laughs> and, th- and that's been happening for years is that mm-hmm. news. And they've known that that was like it videos that had that typically got more views. It's like moths to a flame, right? Yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. pulling them in. Um, I can see that. And that, that makes sense to me. Um which is interesting because I, I do, I mean, I've mentioned this on the show before. I get a lot of my news from the BBC and they do put videos up, right? And if there's ever graphic content, there's always that big banner that's like viewers, you know, viewer discretion advised, be warned, there is graphic content, right? And that's never deterred me. Let's put it that way, right? right. I don't know that it like immediately ups my interest in the content, but once I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're, you know, be ready for something. There may be something graphic here. But I've never been like, oh, turn that off, right? Like, this is terrifying. And I don't know, maybe some people do. Do you think anybody does? I don't know. I was just wondering that. Is like, is there some lady that's like, oh, no, I can't handle it. Turn it <laughs> off. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, most people, I don't know. There might, there probably is somebody, but. Um, I, well, I, I will say, and this is not trying to be mean at all. Right. But my, my mom likes watching good morning America because the content is like 
always positive, right? So she doesn't watch the regular news. She doesn't want to see the regular news because that's where you talk about like wars and people dying and like all of the bad stuff. So she does intentionally try and avoid negative things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's possible that there are people who are like, no, I don't want to see this, right? Like life is too difficult as it is. I'd rather not have negative graphic content, but doesn't, it's never, yeah, never. I mean, that's not to say that it hasn't ever disturbed me. There are times where it does disturb me, but it's never stopped me. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the same for you. Never stopped you. No, I don't think so. Uh, unless, yeah, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I I avoid videos. I mean, I'm, I don't seek out videos that are like very graphic, real violent, right. real violent, you know, videos that um, I don't seek those out. But like, yeah, if it's something, I mean, clearly if I was clicking on it and I was interested in the content, I wanted to see it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So trigger warnings, a big nothing burger and we can move on. Like, do you go? That was the question I was going to ask. Do you think anyone will adhere to the empirical evidence? So I don't know how widespread they are. Um, Part of the reason why that came up again is next semester, I'm team teaching a course with somebody from English and writing and somebody from chemistry. And um, we were talking about some of the stuff we're going to be doing. We're doing, it's not even so much experiments, but like demonstrations. Um, And we will be using potentially worms and we'll be putting electrodes into worms. Right. And potentially doing the same with cockroaches so we can steer cockroaches. Right. And so the, it's the chemist who's doing this, right. He's showing we're studying electrical impulses for a variety of things. But um, so he kind of brought it up and he's like, do you think we need to like, warn students that we're going to be manipulating cockroaches brains right and that's when it popped into my head that i was like actually i've just seen this study that came out that suggests that trigger warnings are they don't do anything right like they're actually they're harmful they they do the opposite and so i mentioned it to him and i'm like oh really like i've heard about this and both of them said they've never done it right so neither of them have done it but they were like do you know send me that i i really want to know what's going on and they were both very quickly persuaded, right? Now, is that going to be true for everybody? No. I mean, not everybody's persuadable by evidence, right? Do you, like, do you yeah. accommodate a student if they're like, oh my gosh, this zapping this worm would be traumatizing for me. I, I can't do it. And you'd be like, pass. Ah, Tom, uh, you just like, you, you opened a can of worms, pun intended. Um, the number of things that students are asking accommodations for these days is... is- Record. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, they want accommodations for everything. So I would not be surprised. Right. Uh, we're trying to tone it down. So maybe we won't control the cockroaches, right? Like by by sticking electrodes in their brains. You're being encouraged (laughs) to push back a little bit. No, no, no. I think we just decided that what we might do instead, which I mean, it's actually at some level like worse, but maybe not as bad. We're going to take cockroach legs right? Because they have, they have nerves. Uh, nerves in there, right? Yeah. And you can put electrodes at either end and then you can actually yeah. send a trigger and it'll kick. Yeah. yeah. So is that better when you've already ripped the leg off the cockroach, right? <laughs> like, or is it better to stick the electrodes in its brain and then control it, right? Which is a fun, interesting kind of ethical issue. But part of what we're going to do, I think, is 
you can send the, the electricity through the leg, it'll jerk, and then we're going to freeze it and see if it changes its ability to do this, right? So we're, mm. we're studying some weird stuff. Um, I'm wondering if students would still object if it's like, eh, it's a dead cockroach's leg, right? Like right. we're not driving it around, but I think that's a valid question. And you're right. Like students ask for accommodations for everything these days, just everything. So I would not be surprised if we get a couple of students who are like, I don't think this is okay. And we'll be like, all right, I guess don't do it. And do you just plat pass them if they do that? Um, as, if, they're, if, if their only objection is like, I'm not willing to stick an electrode in the leg, but I'll totally watch the experiment and I'll learn all the principles, right? That's fine, right? And mm-hmm. it's a class of 60 students. So I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. But if they're like, I object to this entire thing, um, I refuse to participate and I refuse to do this assignment, that would be a much bigger issue, mm. right? Because at the end of the day, the assignment's not about sticking an electrode in its leg. It's understanding the principles behind this, right? Like that's that's what we really care about. So, yeah. I I mean, as a, in, in, in as a philosophical, like in, from the, yeah. From a philosophical standpoint. From a philosophical point of view. Yeah, I think trigger warnings are retarded. And and, and it's just, uh, it's almost like a, a demonstration of the softness of our, that our, of our society has become, right? And that's, mm-hmm. so, no, I don't agree with them. And I think they're ridiculous. But, um, so, but, yeah, yeah my, my, uh, I haven't had that much inter- interactions with them. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of a, of a conversation I had, um, last Saturday or Monday. I don't remember. Um, so my son dances, right. He's in ballet and he's performing in the Nutcracker again this year. And they've asked me to do a little tiny role as father Christmas or Santa Claus, right? I did this last year. It's fine. It's a very short role, but I went to one of the rehearsals. I'm in the party scenes. I had to be there for one of the rehearsals and one of the directors who's wonderful, right? She's from Cuba. So she was a professional ballet dancer in Cuba. Hmm. She comes and sits down next to me because you know, she's gotten to know me over the years. I've helped with a number of things. And it gives me a hug. And then we start chatting. And um, she proceeds to say, uh, it's really hard with the kids these days, right? Because you want to push them, but right. you can't do what we used to be able to do in right. Cuba, can right. you imagine well, Cuba, what, yeah. <laughs> right? <Who knows? laughs> Which is a whole different level, right? Like I, I'm not going. Let's go there. But Cuba, I was we pull out the AK-47 and we <laughs> dance or die, right? Um, but I was like, you know, even when we were growing up, right? And I know it's not even really the same. But 20 years ago, when Debbie and I were dancing, Debbie was trained by a Russian, right? Who used to literally walk around with a ruler and smack your leg if you were out of position, right? right. They would physically man, like ha- handle you into position. And I was then trained by a student of that Russian, right? So this person would also physically manhandle you in. Now, rarely would she hit you with a ruler, but she'd slap your butt, right? She's like, no, do this, move you, right? Physically manhandle and move you. And if you were doing it wrong, she would tell you that's wrong, right? There's no pussyfooting around it. Like, oh, uh, maybe you could do it better this way. It's like, hey, that's wrong. Do it this way, right? Um, and so she was saying, like, I don't think I can do that these days. And I was like, you can do it with my son. 
right? Like, absolutely. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know I can do it with your son, <laughs> but she can't do it with the other students, right? And I get the sense that you're in the same boat here, that you want more of this, yes? Uh, oh, 100%. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm all in on free-range parenting. So, like, it's like uh, the what I allow my children to do is probably shocking to some other people. Of just give us like, give us an example, Tom. Make it concrete. Um, okay, I I I'm not going to think of a good one, but like you know, all trick or treating, they can go wherever they want as long as they want. I don't care, you know. So I dropped my son off way up the hill, several miles away, and he walked all the way home. But he's like 13, right? Um, I'm trying to think of something that's a little more brazen, and uh, um, uh. I let my, you know, we let my kids climb and there was someone who didn't like that we were climbing the way we were climbing. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care. I'm okay with it. Um, they kind of were scold me that we weren't being safe enough. And I was like, that's part of the risk. That's part of the <laughs> excitement. And I, you, I, you say, could die. I said, death needs to be an element in the, in the educational thing. Right. I'm like, I don't want them to be too safe uh you know maybe that's naive maybe that's stupid of me i don't know whatever hmm. so yeah i'm 100 and i think uh yeah i think society's completely insane right now but you think kids are too soft basically oh yeah i don't think they okay okay so great example i'm down walking the dog at this um it's like a park but it's a it's a church field so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a big field in front of a church and it's on our main street. Um, and so I'm, uh, and there's some kids playing and they're kicking a soccer ball and the parents are kind of like right by them. There's like three kids are like kicking a soccer ball back and forth. And there's like three parents around them. And I'm walking along the sidewalk and the ball goes flying out into the road and goes and bounces across the road. And a car was coming and it slowed down and came to a stop. And the kid starts running out and like, not like, idiotic not gonna get run over right right he's not gonna get run over and he just starts walking out and the parent comes running out and was like no no davy no davy just stay stay davy i got this state you know like i'll do this for you i can't and the kid's like nine ten and i'm like he'll be fine i'm like what are we (laughs) like no you i don't trust you going out in the road what could anything happen you're like man we, we we don't let our kids do anything these days and it's 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 shocking like I think it's it's horrible, and we we regret it. Just like the whole, it's the whole helicopter parents and the mm-hmm. what they call them the lawnmower parents, right? That just like do everything for the children. I think it's bad. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at some level, this is like the 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 logic behind the trigger warning, right? So the whole issue is, hey, do we take it easy on people? Go soft, be gentle, right? And it turns out that actually doesn't seem to be effective, right? I agree. So empirically challenging people seems to be far more effective at actually making them grow. Uh, and that's the, the pedagogy that I use in my class. So um, my there's students whole, often will get frustrated about it. There's yeah. the whole anti-fragile um, philosophy, right? The, 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 the harder, if you push a person, they become, people are typically anti-fragile. And so the mm-hmm. more, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? It's yeah. the sort, sort, sort of idea. So yeah, I, th- I, I think there's a whole school of logic for this. And I think there's, there is studies that support it, but, um, but, but for whatever reason, we don't believe it. 
it, it seems like a lot of parents don't believe it and yeah well right. um i mean that uh i'm tempted to go down a different road right so i wonder to what ex- well okay i'm not going to do it I'll, I'll i'll skip it we'll come back to it another time it's a very controversial point that i brought up with my mom at one point she's like that is horrendous how dare you and i'm like eh, never mind all right let's move on to military industrial complex tom so much yes. fun Exciting. all right i've got some videos that we're going to watch in several. So, okay. Let me um, share my screen over here. Ryan's going to prep it. I'm just going to introduce what's going on here. So this is, we're going to show three clips and this is Senator Hawley. Um, I can't remember what state he's from, but he's, he's a conservative Republican and he, uh, Senator Josh Hawley, and he just got out of a briefing on Ukraine. I think this is a few, yeah, it was a month ago. Can you hear it? withdrawing the assistance we're giving to Ukraine would amount to uh, worse than what happened when the Biden administration withdrew from Afghanistan. What's your response to the Here's, you know, here's what I think you could do. Okay, Go it. through and listen to all. Okay, what do we got? Okay, all I wanted to do was that reporter. He was saying, did you respond? He's like, what did you think about the, the calls that withdrawing from Ukraine would be the same as withdrawing from Afghanistan would have the same sort of uh, results is what he was saying. Um, all right, so so this is what I wanted to show you was the reporters, what the reporters are saying to Josh Hawley. This is one. I've got two others, and there were several throughout this entire interview. Um, so we're just going to skip to the next one. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Just okay. to listen to what the reporters are question. That infuriates me. Are you, are you concerned right. at all that pulling out of Ukraine, pulling aid away from Ukraine, could then send a bad message to China, to President Xi? No. I think I think the message that we need to send that's good. stop God, way yeah. to deter. So it basically, yeah. Well, let's just do the next one and I'll go over it all. All right. Say anything more. Senator so, Holly, yeah. Mitch McConnell has argued that we've got a lot for our money. That most of this money has gone to weapons manufacturing in the United States. Military contractors upgrading our own factories, modernizing them, restocking our own arms after we gave them some of our older weapons. And that that's actually going to help us and help our own military and provide jobs for Americans. At the same time, he points to Russia's military being degraded on the cheap because we've spent trillions of dollars to counter the Russian military for like $100 billion. We've really helped Ukraine destroy a lot of Russian military equipment and capacity. And he also says, you know, Ukraine is free. That's a, that's a victory. Well, you, okay. well, last time Stop there. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, I, I, so I watched this video about it, and basically he, so yeah, he was in a meeting about Ukraine. They're basically requesting more money, and this, this has been that funding for that. You has been in the spending bills and has been a subject of debate for 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 the last few weeks. Right. Um, but what I thought was interesting was the reporters. The reporters were just peppering Senator Hawley with like – it was like trying to convince Senator Hawley that they needed to fund this thing. It was like question over and over again like, well, don't you think it's a good idea? I mean this will show that we're weak and that we're getting a really good bang for our buck with this thing. And don't you – it's just like and if we pull out now, it will be like Afghanistan like just going on and on. And I'm like, well, who are, – are you asking like – you don't care. Are you trying to convince him? That's what it seemed like. They're trying to convince him that we need to spend money 
in Ukraine, right? And and you're like, whoa, whoa, Senator Hawley's not on board. And like, well, don't you think, you know, don't you think you're hmm. an idiot if you don't fund Ukraine? And you were just like, questions like, that's what it felt like. You're like, you're like, okay. Uh, so I just thought that was so interesting. It was like, and these are Washington reporters in at the Capitol. And um, I thought that was, uh, it felt like there was a lot of activism and almost like shock that Senator Hawley wasn't on board the you fund Ukraine war uh, train, as opposed to, hey, what do you think, you know, their next move is going to be? Or, you know, it's just like, it was like, what? You, you're you not thinking this? This is weird. Uh, it That's what it feels like uh, here. Now, um, so let's, I just want to jump to the other video mm-hmm. and then I'll, kind of finalize my thoughts okay so this is a um this is the white house and it's the deputy um it's like a deputy press press secretary secretary, uh kirby and this fox reporter there we go thank you crane john this was a massive intelligence failure oops sorry bears responsibility for that you know something jackie there's going to come a time when it's appropriate for us to take a look back retrospectively and see what the intel picture showed us or didn't show us, uh, whether there's any gaps that need to be closed, there's going to be a time for that. And I suspect that our Israeli counterparts will do the same thing. Now's not that time. It's just not that time. Can you speak to the reports okay. that Israel was warned by Egypt? I can't. Okay. Okay. Sorry, and I didn't frame this well enough uh, because th- this is about the Hamas attack on Israel. And so this is like yep. a day, I think it's the next day um, after the attacks. And and it is interesting. What was interesting about this was it was someone was showing this and they were making a different point off of it. And I, what I thought was interesting, it's like, who's to blame how did this happen? It was like a massive intelligence failure on Israel's mm-hmm. part, right? Like all of these points along the border were penetrated and Hamas was able to get through in multiple places and uh, get across the border, take all these hostages and come back. Really weird, right? That, that like that this is border. They've got like sound sonar in case people are digging and it's constantly watched. And like all of a sudden this one day everyone gets through and you know they overrode it whatever but it's what's weird is um his response is like uh yeah we don't know but we'll figure that out later it's and it's very much the uh shoot first we'll ask questions later right it's like yeah there might be someone to blame who cares we're gonna go let's let's get into the battle and it's like and you know i remember the the that it was the day of or the day after it was like us fully supports and biden's fully behind it and it's like whatever they need and we're in board and we really want to do this we really want to get involved and get into this war and it and so it's it's been there actually have been um there was i think president biden did come back and ask for a ceasefire mm-hmm. or a pause um and that that was uh but that's a very recent um development and that 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 I think I saw yesterday, but it's like, man, I just feel like there's, I feel like the military industrial complex has incredible sway in Washington. And we just seem to just 
can't help ourselves just getting into battles and conflicts. And it's like, we'll, it's like, just like the press secretary, oh, we'll figure out what, why this happened later, but let's get to the action, right? Let's just go mm-hmm. and start attacking Hamas. And then we'll figure out why, what, how this on earth we got ourselves into this position in the first place. I mean, if you think about it, if the border had been secure, like that, none of this would have happened, right? Mm-hmm. There would have been a run up. I know there was like at one point I did see videos of a bulldozer, right? Smashing through a line and was opening up the the fence and a bunch of Hamas soldiers got through. But like if there had been sufficient military there, they could have they could have contained it to that spot. Right. And not let anyone through there, right. um, uh, which is what they should be doing. Right. That's the whole job of that that fence. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm just like, I'm just it's just. I'm not, you know, I know I'm like hinting at sort of a conspiracy. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is our response to it is, is like, let's go. Right. And it's just like, okay. And we sure we're, we sure we're on board. We're like ready to go with this. And I'm just like, just too eager, too willing to jump into the next conflict and just support it. And it, it's very troubling to me. I think it's a big problem. And I think we are going to find ourselves in another Iraq war in one way or another, either in Ukraine, Hamas or whatever the next conflict in. And we're going to be like, what are we doing here? Why are we, you know, why are we spending ourselves to death? And that was a big part of what um, Senator Hawley, some of his, I didn't, we didn't hear his responses, but he's just like, they're keep, he's like, they just keep asking for more money. There's not even a plan. There's even, they're even asking for like a rebuilding, um, a, a post-war rebuilding right. uh, uh, funds. And so it's just like, and he was even saying like, I've got people from my own district that are not getting funding for this, that, and the other, but we want to spend all this money over in Ukraine. And it's just like, and we're just way, way too eager to do that. It's, I think it is crazy. I think I'm like very concerning to me. Like, it's like, we want to be in some kind of conflicts. Uh, we want to be in these conflicts. We want to do this. And it's like, uh, anyway, that's my, that's my take. I think it's just, cr- I think it's crazy. And I think Washington is, is nuts. And like, we're just like jump, like w- walking right into our next, the next world war three in a, in a sense. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there that I think is really interesting, but I, I'm tempted to start with a question. And I actually, this is going to sound strange. I kind of got the question from Josh Hawley. Um, so I did watch, you know, that whole video. It's like eight minutes long. And it, it, I would actually encourage our, our listeners slash viewers to watch the whole video. It, it, it's informative, right? I actually, I thought um, this was an instance where I thought Josh Hawley was actually being fairly coherent. And I was like, okay, like I, I can see what he's saying. It's a fairly reasonable argument. Um, but at one point he brought up and he said, you know, what's happening here is um, very similar to what happened in Iraq, right? And Afghanistan. And so I, I kind of just want to flip this around for a second. When a Republican president decided to invade Iraq and Afghanistan after 9-11, right? Um, would you have felt the same way then as you do now? Do you see what I'm seeing, right? So, like, it's yeah. a different leadership. So, what's changed? Yeah. Or has anything changed? Well, and we've actually talked about this in a, in a, in a mm-hmm. prior episode, but I was, uh, when Iraq happened, I was totally on board. I was like, let's do it. Let's go, man. Yeah, we need to free those people. 
and weapons of mass destruction, you know, and I don't know if I touted that a lot, but, um, but you know, I was like, okay, I believe whatever they're saying. And um, one, I've become a much more skeptical. Iraq was a huge mess. And um, as well as Afghanistan has been a mess. Mm -hmm. And, and what, I'm like, okay, lessons learned, right? Let's not get ourselves into these conflicts, right? And what I, that's what's so strange is that the reversing of the roles, because I would think that Democrats would not be on board. They'd be like, no, we didn't want to do it with Iraq. We don't want to do it with Afghanistan. You know, we don't want to do it with, with Ukraine. But, but I, it's crazy that we're like, go Ukraine. And I'm like, really? I'm like, cause the results were horrible with, I, if I, with Iraq. Right. And I mean, mm-hmm. spent gobs of money and really didn't have, I mean, you know, I, with not a lot to show for it is what I would say. And I think it's like, did we not learn anything there? And, or did you think, do you think we're going to have a totally different outcome with Ukraine? Maybe, you know, oh, it's going to be really super fast and we're just going to, but it's Russia and we got to defend, whatever the arguments are. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so to be clear, it's not like it's a one-to-one analog, right? In Iraq and Afghanistan, we had boots on the ground. We were, we were physically there, right? So we invaded those countries, set up military bases, all of that. Though, if we go back to 1980s Afghanistan, Ukraine is more similar to that, right? So when Russia invaded Afghanistan in the 1980s, mm-hmm. we didn't put boots on the ground other than like people training their soldiers, right? We, we and then we them. bled them. Yeah, we bled yeah. them dry. I mean, it was a very effective tactic. Same thing that happened to us in Vietnam, right? So the Russians don't send in their soldiers to Vietnam. They just send in all the resources and supplies and it sucks you dry. So I think what we're doing in Ukraine is more akin to what we did in Afghanistan, right? Um, than what we did in Iraq, if that makes sense. Would you agree with that? Like, like it's more accurate to compare it to like what we did in Afghanistan in the 1980s versus Russia. Uh, yeah, no, I would agree from, yeah, a tactical sense. That's, yeah, from a tactical yeah. sense. And that's not just like, that's not an economic sense. That's just a right, straight right. tactical sense. Like if we're just doing an apples to apples comparison. Okay. So yes. I think that's useful to to get at there. That said, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. I have two conspiracy theories that I want to throw out on here that I'm just calling conspiracy theories, right? Like, is that what makes this the difference between like actual conspiracy theorists and those who reject conspiracy theories that I'm like, I think this is a conspiracy theory, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. Right. Um, So, and you can tell me that this is like absolutely absurd. I'm crazy. This is totally a conspiracy. Uh, There's pretty good evidence that the American people are unwilling to change presidential leadership in the middle of a war. Oh, Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. There, sorry, you said you've seen evidence that that. Oh, well, we did this with Bush. Right. So George Bush Jr. He took us to war. Mm-hmm. Right. He was not super popular right as we were leading into his reelection campaign, but we were at war mm-hmm. and he won the election. Right. So it's it's happened before. There is evidence that this actually does happen. Right. Um, you can look at. um 
uh, why did I just blank on his name? Right. The victory guy, uh, Nixon, Nixon. Thank you. How did Nixon win reelection? Right. We were at war. Hmm. So FDR, why did he get three terms? Right. Hmm. So the American people are very reticent to change leadership in the middle of a war. Um, I guess which is going hmm. a certain way. Or, I don't know. Well, so, so Abraham Lincoln, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did win the war, right? So he was killed after. No, but, sorry. Well, I'm saying I'm, yeah. that's another I'm, I'm example. Another yeah. Example. Do you see what I'm saying? So, it, and I'm not saying like, this is why I'm calling it a conspiracy theory, Tom. So mm-hmm. I planted that in your head because that's totally true, right? Like what I'm saying is true. Political scientists have pointed this out. This is actually the case. That said, is the Biden administration unethical enough, sneaky enough, and smart enough to basically think, hey, if I, if I can get this Israel-Hamas thing is actually a bonus for us going into the 2024 elections? Mm, oh, that's interesting. So, and again, are, are, conspiracy sorry. theory. I'm are saying you, that's a conspiracy. Yeah, you're saying that's an. Are you are you lending any credence to it? Or are I'm, you saying, I'm saying in my in my weird brain, right? That like probably that does cross thing. into a yes. That does cross into conspiracies at times. I'm saying. I wonder if the Biden administration, like obviously, I don't think they planned Hamas, right? Like I don't think they planned that attack. But the response that you're seeing from John Kirby in this video, right, right. Um, where he's like, we don't care how it happened, right? right. So this is you saying, like, we don't care how it happened. Military industrial complex, right? Like, we will throw a ton of money at this, right? Yeah. We are all in for Israel. It kind of gives the, and again, I am saying this is a conspiracy theory. I have no evidence to support it, right? Other than just like this, oh, I just saw this video and like, whatever, this is what they're doing. But you kind of go, hmm, are they smart enough to realize that if we're effectively at war, that could help him, this could help Biden get reelected. That's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. And if I had, if I did think about it, there might be something as, but it would be, to me, it would be like, as an additional benefit to <laughs> to going to war, uh, this would be right. you know this is one of t- ten benefits. Uh, you know, it's uh, the the you know boost the economy. You know, increase production. Well, and that, that that I think that's part of why we're also reticent to to change leadership in the middle of a war. Um, war is actually very good for the economy. General. Right, right. Right. Now it usually involves deficit spending. So, yes. which we have a major issue with, and we've talked about this before. Like, I think it's bad, right? Where we are, but all that deficit spending goes back into the economy. So we're basically giving people jobs, right? The weapons manufacturers, the military industrial complex, they all get jobs when we're effectively at war, whether it's a That's proxy war. Senator or McConnell was saying. Was, no, you mean Hawley, really John? Yeah, Senator, no, Senator he Hawley. was the, sen- oh. the reporter was saying, he was oh, quoting Mc, uh, McConnell, McConnell who's like, yes, this is actually good for the economy. Good. We're cleaning. Yeah. We're cleaning out old inventory. <laughs> <laughs> You're like revamping thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. and, and again, I think like all of this is, it's so tricky because you can't say it's definitive, right? It's like these edge cases that seem to support the conspiracy kind of component of like, this is the military industrial complex pushing this war. You can't say that they're not, but you can't definitively say like, oh, they're the ones who want us to go to war. 
but you can kind of get the sense of like who benefits, right? If you can always ask that qui bono question, who benefits, right? Who's the beneficiary? When we're fighting a proxy war in Ukraine, um, obviously we're paying as taxpayers, American taxpayers, we're paying for that. Who are the beneficiaries? At some level, the Ukrainians, assuming that they win and they eventually get what they want, right? Obviously, many of them are dying and it's a horrible situation, but it's also our weapons manufacturers, right? It's hard to argue that they're not the beneficiaries of us spending billions of dollars on the war in Ukraine, right? Oh, 100%, which I... But that's part of the military industrial complex, yep. in my opinion. They're they're, mm-hmm. they're they're drivers of this. That's um, what I think. So what, the big thing here. So the other element of this, right, is the spending, right? And mm-hmm. this was this is basically why McCarthy was booted out. And um, uh, Senator Gates talked about he. There's a press re- or not press release, but he's just like after one of the meetings, he was basically like McCarthy said, um, you can have anything you want. Uh, Oh, they were trying to block Ukraine spending. So they're trying to block Ukraine spending. And, and it it was, we were coming up to the the shut the, like uh, to the deadline of the shutdown. Uh And he was like, okay, you can have any spending you want, but just don't spend on Ukraine. And they're like, okay. And they like went on uh, and that's, and he, he got booted out and they're just like, spend, spend, spend. And, uh, and so they booted him out and now they're trying to get a hawk in here, uh, like a more uh, spending hawk that we're trying to like, just kind of, we are spending like a drunken sailor. It's, it's insane. The amount that we've, um, that we're spending right now. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and the wars are just a big part of it, but it always reminds me of like France and, um, supporting the revolutionary war. Right until they're until the french revolution right and it's just like uh and they're just like no go america keep keep giving money support them right and just well because oh. it was weakening their ally their enemies the, the, right? right so they're fighting the british so yes. it's a proxy war. It's doing, like, yeah yeah let them let the people eat cake but uh but yeah we gotta send some money over to america and i'm just like man i don't know this this is not i don't think this is a good idea um so no, yeah, I get the idea. It's just I just think it's just like history repeating itself. I feel like. Yeah. Do you do you want my second conspiracy theory? And this one's an even. What is your thoughts on it? Like, what are your thoughts on which one? On the one that I gave you? Well, do you agree with me that the that I feel like the military industrial complex is just out of control? It's like, or it's like everyone's everyone's on board, and it's like, oh, you're not on board for getting the war and <laughs> well, spending tons of money on it. Yeah. So, I mean, that does get to the, that very first point. So I would hate, uh, I would hate to think that the journalists asking those questions were all in the pocket of the military industrial no. complex. Right. I, I don't, I don't think that's the case. No, no, no. I don't um, think so at all either. I, I would say that the military industrial complex obviously donates a lot of money to political campaigns. And so politicians are often in their pocket, right. Quite literally, because we, effectively have legalized bribery in the U.S. through campaign donations. Um, So I think politicians are certainly more likely to do their bidding. I think the questions that they they were asking, I mean, it could be just a bias in the media, right? But I think this was a reflection of how news media gets their stories, is they were trying to push Holly 
as a contrast point to the Biden administration, right? So they're They're asking questions. Yeah. So they're asking the questions from like, here's the president's position. Tell us why he's wrong. And then you get the conflict, right? I mean, like, you know this as well as anybody. Conflict is really what people like, right? We are attracted to conflict. This is the first part of our segment, right? It was like, give us a trigger warning, right? We love that stuff. We're, We're all about it. So they're looking for the conflict. And I I think that's probably more why the questions were so loaded the way they were, is they're like, this is what Biden wants all the way over here to the right. Give us a position all the way over here to the left, right? Like they just want that big contrast um, versus, you know, um, somebody from, I don't know, what's one of the big defense contractors. Um, Anyway, so, you know, Halliburton. Yeah. Somebody, somebody from Halliburton, I thought they were an oil contractor. Um, What's his name? Grumman, isn't it? Northrop Grumman. They're a yeah. big, yeah, Northrop Grumman, right? So I doubt like a CEO from Northrop Grumman is standing behind those reporters, like sliding ones in their pocket every time they ask a loaded question, right? I think there's something else going on with the reporters, but certainly weird, right? I, I'll certainly grant that they're weird. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, you want my last conspiracy theory? So you, So you don't think it was anything... Which one? The well, well, like I'm basically making a case that like it seems like everyone in Washington's like, let's go, like, let's fire up this engine. Yeah, let's get things going. And um, no, you're right, Halliburton's energy. Yeah, it was Lockheed Martin. That was the one I was thinking about. Lockheed Martin, and then I did remember Northrop Grumman. So, and then Raytheon. There are a few. I just looked them up. Um, No, I mean, it's tricky, right? So certainly there are Republicans right now who don't want to spend money on Ukraine, um, which I think is interesting. But like, which Republicans are coming out in opposition to giving money to Israel? Because they know that is political suicide. Giving money to Israel? Not giving giving support to Israel. Well, for the moment. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's just political suicide because they're always going to court Jewish donors. Right. And so if they come out and they're like, actually, we think this is a complicated situation. Like, and I get it. Right. Like, we're not going to talk about that today. So we'll just leave that. But, but somebody who hedges on the Israel Hamas conflict right now. Right. And it's like, well, as a politician, that's political suicide. Like you can't do that. So I don't see Josh Hawley saying, Nope, we should not side with Israel. We should just let Israel do its thing, but he is hedging on Ukraine. Right. Mm -hmm. So why, right. Is this just boiled down to, he's also just playing politics that it's safer to like say no to Ukraine, but, can't say no to Israel right now. The, I, what I think is, um, I'm trying to think of a, there's in the big short, there's a guy. Um, you, have you seen the big short it's about the 2008 financial yes. crisis? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And they, there's some guys that basically they're finding out that they're, they're loading these, um, uh, CD, CDS, CDOs, or something like that. They're loading these things, the, these staunches, these sconches, or what they're called, uh, with um, crappy. They're supposed to be AAA, but they're not AAA, right? Mm-hmm. These rating bonds, and they're, yeah. um, and and it's sort of like 
the, oh, this is happening. And they go to this reporter and they're like, Hey, this is happening. And he's like, well, I, I kind of have a lot of connections here in the financial world and this would really ruffle some feathers. I'm not going to do the story. Right. And like, I don't even know if that's, that wasn't, that actually happened. Right. right. But it's that idea that like, this is what we're doing. This is sort of the game plan. And I think you're right about the, you know, I don't think the reporters are being paid off individually, right. but I think it's the same idea that Washington is pre like almost completely democratic. Right. And Democrat supports big government spending. And that's where all the big government spending there is there. And that's sort of like, that's not a, like, that's why if, if you're uh my sister-in-law works at the IRS. She's really democratic, right? In a conservative state. Oh my goodness. Right. And it's like, cause that's your job and like it, it gets you your job. And that's, so it's, it pays to, to lean that way and to support that way. And so I think there's um, I think it's the same thing. I don't think there's like someone's being directly manipulated, but I think it's just sort of a like-mindedness that this is the way, this is the program and uh this is the all the way we're all doing things and so uh so we need to all talk you know push mm-hmm. this sort of narrative and agenda is it that's what i'm getting at and that's what it feels like and that's what uh is it's concerning to me um yeah anyway no i i see what you're saying at the same time it's not like um republicans are particularly fiscally conservative these days right so no there were $2 trillion spending deficits under Trump as well. Yes. A hundred percent. Right. So it, I wish you could say your party to the extent it's your party, right? The, the conservatives were fiscally conservative because I'm not disagreeing with what you were saying, right? Like, yeah, a lot of government employees do lean to the left. Going to just own that. Right. I don't know to what extent that is entirely true, but I think that's probably true. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that when, Republicans come into power, they're just as likely to spend money. Nothing changes. Yeah, yeah. nothing changes. Right. Agreed. <laughs> so um, I think we're both fiscally conservatives, right? Like we should be the ones in there because I'd be like, no, we're going to actually pass a constitutional amendment that says we have to ba- have a balanced budget. Well, I so, hate deficit spending. But I guess that would, so th- what you're saying actually supports what I'm getting at is, th- yeah, that's weird. A conservative, these conservatives go in and then they still spend lots of money on, on wars and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's like, that's strange. It's almost like, it's like there's Kool-Aid that, you know, everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid there. And the Kool-Aid is we support the industrial military complex because there's a lobbyist standing right behind you, breathing down your neck. And, uh, and we'll give you, you know, we'll get you a job or your daughter a job is, you know, in the next Absolutely. five years, as soon as you're out of office, if you if you play the game and uh in that's that's what it i mean and we know some of this stuff really happens but it's like uh but it seems like it's it's just we're no holds barred we're just all in right now and i it's like okay we're 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 a war looking for a place to happen kind of thing right <laughs> it's like come on we gotta get this yeah. thing started we, you know we got a year till the election we gotta we got to get into a conflict anyway. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, I wish I could, right? Uh, I wish I could be like, no, actually, they're opposed to that. Now, I, I, it's easy to spend other people's money. 
Um, and it, I went, Josh Hawley sounded like he was taking the moral high road there, right? He's like, I don't want to spend taxpayers' money. But if Josh Hawley and his party had the power and there was some initiative that they wanted to fund, do you think they would give a crap about deficit spending? Right. Well, I mean, that's part of their platform is to be conservative, but it's, and here's the thing they did. McCarthy tried to put in some spending cuts in the last, Mm -hmm. um, the last time, but not this, not this time, but like six months ago when we were facing a short down shutdown, but then we, but then we put a suspension on the spending limit and we went and we're going, going crazy. So it's, I, it's, it, I don't get it. <laughs> it, 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 which mean, which usually means there's more to, you know, it's not as that, that's what I'm kind of getting at. It's like when it all should make sense, but doesn't make sense. There's usually some other things at play, which is probably influence lobbying and et cetera. And which, which is what I'm getting at. Right. It's just like, yeah. it just feels like we're all doing this and we want them to do this and it's going to benefit everyone here in washington and Mm -hmm. so we need to make this happen and anyway so it's it's yeah yeah. problematic i get it yeah okay other thoughts no that's it that's it okay yeah i'll leave my other conspiracy theory i think i was conspiracy theorist enough tonight um i'm I'm now you gotta say it uh uh fine um you, you know that Netanyahu was in dire straits in Israel, right? So his government was right. heavily criticized. He was doing all sorts of things. This is 100% conspiracy theory. Um, I have no evidence. So you're saying the same thing, just with Netanyahu instead of I, Biden. I, I am shocked, and I think most of the world is, that Hamas broke through, like you said, right? right, right. When they have the most militarized demarcation zones on the planet. Right that you can really see the Israeli defense force just be like, what happened? I have no idea. Nobody was there. There are no soldiers for miles along this heavily militarized border. Right. Um, And then Egypt comes out and is like, yeah, we totally told them something big was going to happen. Yes. I heard that. Right. And I'm like, uh, what this makes me think is that Netanyahu is like, Oh, guess what? If there's a war, yeah, no one's going to pay attention to all my financial shenanigans, what I'm doing with the Supreme Court in Israel. So I'm saying 100% this is a conspiracy theory, right? I, I have zero evidence to support it other than just the like implicit, they would always protect this border, right? Like they know this border is, they're already, they're always there. Right. Why were they not there? It's, right? um, this go, I mean, here's the thing you open that up, and, and you know, it's like uh, 9 11, right? I know. Uh, I, the, I'm, I'm calling Cole it a conspiracy Harbor. theory. I'm calling it a conspiracy theory, right? It, it's the thing, <laughs> right? It's the funny thing, right? Pearl Harbor happens, and you know, the, the Congress overnight, yeah, like, we're in war 100. Well, they're 100% on board, but before yep. they were like, nope we do not want to get in this war we do not want to get you we're gonna get out of it and it's like okay we are in 100 percent. let's go and yeah yeah and then there was there's all been all sorts of things about about you know Pearl harbor there's all sorts of thing about all the intelligence they had about 9-11 and they just kind of let that happen and so it's 
it's hard. It's a conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy I'm just I'm theory. calling it that, right? But at some level, your brain just kind of goes, seriously? Like, how did you guys get caught so unawares? Right. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, it's weird. And and I wasn't really trying to focus on that. I was more focusing on just the, the military, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Of it, of the whole thing, but um, but yeah, it's it is it is weird. That yeah yeah. <laughs> sorry so i will apologize to all of our listeners and you can tell us in the comments right that i'm just a conspiracy theorist and this is terrible i i'm calling it a conspiracy theory so all right. i'm just owning put it put in the comments was is this israel hamas thing was it uh uh orchestrated was it orchestrated just yeah let's get let i want to hear love to hear so Uh-oh. all right we may have just invited something crazy to happen Tom. i don't know we'll see Cool. Well, that was fun. Uh, it's always good to chat, get different perspectives. So anything you want to add? No, that's it. I think, I think I've said my piece. All right. See y'all next time. Uh, Tom, look, we don't always agree when it comes to politics. Um, but if there's one thing that we do agree on, it's that there's only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom and that's with a Lux bidet. Listen, I've been using bidets forever, all right? And Lux is the best, all right? So, I mean, I've got like the little squatty potty thing and the bidet. It's like a whole experience. It's it's actually, it's probably one of the highlights of the entire day. But like, it gets me clean and it gets me ready to uh, talk politics in a civilized manner. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, every time that I use a toilet that doesn't have a bidet, when I go to a friend's house, you know, I just don't use their toilet, first of all. But uh that's about as uncivilized as it gets. So uh, civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices. That's why everyone should get a bidet. And just to be clear, right, we, we want to make make it clear. Listeners can get their own Lux bidet with 10% off by ordering at LuxBidet.com and using our promo code FCBG10, Finding Common Battlegrounds 10. Uh, and the last thing that we want to say, uh, Lux is supporting this podcast uh, but they don't side one. They don't support one side or the other. They support civil conversations and clean butts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.